Welcome to another episode of Careers in Integrator Circuits. Uh, this is Rashid, and by the way, my email address is um, that you can reach me at is fizzasic, uh, p h as in hotel, uh, y s a s i c at gmail dot com. By the way, I repeat it. P H Y S A S I C at gmail dot com. You can also reach me um, on LinkedIn too. Um, so today's episode, today's episode, I thought be good idea to mention um, who this podcast is is about. What's my target audience? Uh, what's uh, what am I trying to achieve? I think I gave some hint of that in the trailer, but I wanted to spend a few more minutes and maybe create this episode for it. So my my target audience is number one, uh, fresh graduates, people who uh, recently graduated in the in the field. Um, Maybe they are looking for a job, or maybe they have already found a job, and not necessarily in integrator circuits. Um, sometimes you you switch fields as well, and sometimes you wanted to go in a particular area, but your just first job, you you were desperate to get a job because everybody was asking you, okay, now you graduated, you found a job and not, and sometimes you land in a job that was not your ideal one, and maybe your ideal was integrated circuits, but for the moment you are not in that field. So I think you the, this podcast will still be great for you because you will learn in on initial episodes about integrated circuits. Um, and then later on, you will hear uh, from the people, from the from my guest, and you will learn how they moved up in their career, what kind of successes as well as failures, uh, what kind of learning they had. So it'll be good for you guys too. Then the other audience is um, the engineering college students um, who are looking for careers in integrated sectors. Um, maybe they already have taken some courses on integrated circuits and they have uh, good interest in it or maybe they haven't taken courses on it and don't know what it is and maybe they think that's very boring maybe they are afraid of it maybe they think it's, it's a very difficult one and they're not able to connect um, how that course that education in an engineering college or university will be linked to a career. They, they are, they're not sure about what kind of career it is. Is it something that I'm going to like or not? Um, so, yeah, I think this podcast is for you guys. Um, I went through that phase myself where I was in doing the bachelor. And I liked that this was very hard area I'm talking back in 2000-2001 and actually I started my bachelor's thesis a little bit earlier than that um, but I didn't take any particular courses in integrated circuits 
but it was a hard idea. There was some companies set up in Islamabad, and I was really, yeah,、um, was very keen and working in integrated circuits and ASICs or FPGAs, and that's where I started. But I didn't know how、uh, things work in in a company.、Um, what kind of roles are?、Um, what kind of career options people have?、Um, what they really do in a company? And how things are executed? What kind of projects are there? How projects are executed?、Um, how really all this works?、Um, I wasn't familiar with all kind of terminologies as well,、um, so that's where I really started、um, this this podcast or this subject of careers in integrated circuits. I felt like、um, there isn't any place、um, where students can go and learn about it.、Um, so it's really if you are that student in engineering university or college. You really will get a lot from from this podcast.、Um, my goal is ultimately to bring guests, learn about their careers and their story and how they moved up the careers. So I hope that will will give you motivation and that will bring some clarity to you on what you want to do in your life now if you go in this field of integrated circuits. Uh, but I also plan to have some initial episodes on what is integrated circuits. I've already recorded one. What is integrated circuits?、Um, then I will go further into、um, different components of integrated circuits.、Um, we'll even talk about transistors, how transistors are connected. Now, this is a podcast. There's an audio, so. I I won't be able to explain. My goal is not to really、um, get lost in the details. There, my my goal is to give people、um, a good overview and sometimes to learn about these careers、um, from other people or to learn how companies execute a project. You need to know some basic、um, concepts or terminologies. So my goal would be doesn't matter how basic. A terminology is or a definition is, and explain that there is no prerequisite for this podcast. So, if you want to learn about integrated circuits, then the only thing you you heard about was just the word integrated circuits. It's totally fine. I will try to go to the to the to the simplest possible way I can explain things.、Um, so it will be good for everybody. Be good for for any newbie.、Um, so, what I was telling you that okay, I will explain some basic components of integrated circuits, whether it's transistor interconnection of transistors,、um, definitions of system on chip,、um, what is ASIC, what is FPGA,、uh, or any other thing that I'm probably not thinking you can reach me. On my email that I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, or you can reach me on LinkedIn and ask me those questions, and I'll be happy to do some episodes on those. Then I also plan、uh, to talk about、um, how a project is executed, how an integrated circuit 
uh, how an IC, how a chip is developed. Um, like, okay, starting with the marketing, the field, what components needs to be added to architecture, then through the process of design and validation, like RTL designs, and physical design or backend design, by the way, which is my area, my, my specialized area. Then how this um, a database is delivered to a fab, then fab goes through a manufacturing process. Maybe I can do one episode where can I explain people at a higher level, what is that process? Um, and what is the technology? We, we talk a lot about 10 nanometers, 7 nanometers, 14 nanometers and all that. Maybe I can, we can do an episode even on that one. Um, and then how uh, chips, when come back from the fab after fabrication, how long typically it takes, and when they come back, uh, what kind of testing happens on those. And then what kind of multiple versions of the chip come uh, before a production version is ready to be given uh, to the customer finally. And in the validation or testing phase, or maybe, um, uh, yeah, during that time, some emulation works on FPGAs happens too. So all these different phases, um, I can briefly go over them and give you an idea uh, how all this executed um, in, a, in an organization um in in a professional way so once you have idea of that then later on when the guests come and from different areas within integrated circuits so maybe those are architecture maybe those are different um there, there are a lot of areas even within design right you have digital design you have analog design you have RTL design you have backend design within and these there are multiple areas so I mean when people come from those areas you will get an idea of okay how people started in one area how they moved to different areas or how they went deeper into one particular area and I can also give you my own story as well how I started into integrated circuits and how in, I moved from one area to another area within the integrated circuits. So that's what I, I think I'm going to do some initial episode with some of these concepts and later on the guest interviews. Um, even when the guest uh, interviews in between, I can definitely do some episode where I can just answer your questions. So any question any basic or simple question or any question that you think is silly just let it come my way um at the email i mentioned the beginning of the the episode or on my linkedin and i'll be happy to have some episode where i just answer those questions so yeah so back to the audience first one was i mentioned fresh graduates doing just entered the field within or outside integrated circuits then the engineering college students um, um, and can be even high school students uh, working and looking into these concepts and the third one okay 
some mid um, experience um, people who have some already some number of some years in in the field but in one particular area and maybe they want to learn um, look at those guest interviews who are you know more experience uh, than them or not even necessarily more experience but maybe look at the stories of other people who and every story is different you will see every story is different um even people within one area same area coming from a same college working on a same company they will have different stories um uh, because they had a different perspective looking at things and they had some different goals in mind um and different life and life brings different opportunities and different experiences for for different people um so even if you are experienced in this area i think this will still be good however since i'll be explaining very fundamental things the basic concepts so maybe some of the other episode where i just go into some basic concepts maybe it will be a repetition or may not be good for for your time but feel free to to listen to what uh, you have more more interest in so i hope i'm able to convey um what my idea is with this this podcast and if you have any question let me know um take care and see you or talk to you in another episode bye welcome to another episode of integrated circuits uh, rashid here uh today i want to talk about um types of integrated circuits um you can divide i believe integrated circuits in different ways but the type i'm mainly talking about is more the way you manufacture them or use them um two big types okay one type is where you really design the whole integrated circuits and then you send it to a fab and then fab uh fabricates it and then you have your own integrated circuit that you can sell to other customers who can put on their board and then sell those boards or systems right or maybe you use on your own boards or systems and sell those board systems um so that is one way of of um designing a chip okay so maybe the type depends really how you design it uh the other type is um you know where the chip is already made um with some logic or hardware on it and you have the option of changing that hardware on the fly when you use it So this one the second one is called FPGAs. Um and the first ones are called ASICs or SOCs or CPUs. I'll go into each of those in further detail. So first of all FPGAs field programmable gate arrays. So on your chip uh you already have like what i said uh a hardware that a company has 
fabricated this chip and they put this array of gates uh, on the chip and they gave you a software that you can use where you can design your hardware and then ultimately that software will allow you to you know configure that chip uh, so that you can program it, program it with your own hardware okay so that gives a lot of flexibility uh, to a designer that one chip can be used several times with a different hardware it's not like okay once the hardware is done it's done it's only for that um, application or only for that um, uh, chip that you already made but you the, the greater flex flexibility is that you can really program it um, the examples are uh, the, the the companies I mean the one I work with a lot in my earlier part of career was Xilinx uh, Xilinx company uh, recently was acquired by AMD um, and there's another you know popular company was Altera now there are many other companies I'm just mentioning you as an example the two the big names Altera was few years back was acquired by Intel um, so the way the Xilinx FPGAs work um, so what you do is again a, a very quick and higher level uh, they give you their software and then they give you their FPGAs so you can take already a finished board which has um, their FPGAs or maybe you can create your own electronics boards that for the application that you're making with different components on it and then you have an FPGA on it so what you do is uh, from your PC where you're running your um, uh, that software that the FPGA company gave you um, from your PC you have a cable going to that board that has FPGA so in your software where when you start the design um, you write your hardware you create your hardware in, in the form of a program in the form of a hardware language uh, like um, Verilog or VHDL so you write your hardware in Verilog for example and then um, that software allows you uh, to map it onto an existing hardware uh, so you are able to see okay with the logic that I created with Verilog okay, what components on that FPGA uh, you are actually using uh, how much is usage how much is not how different components are connected together uh, so once you then then you run your simulations on it to make sure okay the hardware that you created um, really meets the requirements um, once everything is good um, you place it you routed everything your final 1010 type file that you are ready to send it to that FPGA board that you configure it so you really configure it first one is configured then after that, you know, it is ready uh, to perform the function that it was built for. So that is FPGA in a very quick way, the summary of it. Um, now, when do we use FPGA versus your own fabrication? Um, FPGAs would be good if you have a few hundreds or maybe a few thousand of your system that you want to build. 
because uh, the price would be higher you know you're already uh, using a chip made by another company and yes you get the flexibility but you don't get a good price range so those systems made with uh, FPGA will be more expensive the other thing is the the hardware is really made generic right it's really not optimized for your application for your hardware so you know how well you can optimize it for performance uh, for area and for power uh, there are limitations so it's not like on a chip you just need like um, three gates or four gates and you exactly design those and you try to design those in a simplest possible way or you design them in the best way possible for, for performance and power um, FPGA doesn't give you that much uh, controllability so you get a flexibility but you don't get controllability so those are the two disadvantages but you know for small labs or small research teams or small companies or where you want to create something initially as a prototype fpga is a great way uh, of showing of the of creating those type of platforms so hope you got some idea of fpgas um i think uh, that's enough for today's episode in the next one i'm going to talk about more about the, the other type um which we call ASIC or CPUs or system on chips. So till then, take care. Bye.